welcome to Overtime, the podcast. Overtime is a podcast dedicated to all things watches, particularly in the microbrand and affordable range. I'm Praka, and this is my co-host, Justin. We are two watch enthusiasts based out of Perth, Western Australia. Join us as we discuss our thoughts on new releases, share our personal experiences, and offer our insights on building a collection. Whether you're a seasoned enthusiast or just starting your journey, Overtime will keep you entertained with informative insights and casual conversations. Let's get started. So Justin, how you going, mate? Hey, man, I am uh, pretty good for Thursday night. Um, I went and watched some uh, the Targa West rally kicked off tonight in Perth mm. uh, for the time trials, which I'm lucky enough to have in my neighborhood. So we yeah. went and watched um, a heap of different cars all the way from um, 90s models, GC8 Subarus, all the way up to all kinds of Porsche and other European sports cars fly around the streets that I frequent every day. That's, um, so it's that's been awesome. a nice night. Had a bit of a yeah, a bit of a snack um, on some food vans while I was there, but it's been a nice night out with the nice. with the kids. What about you? Yeah. Oh, Target. I, I've never actually heard of this before until you, we spoke about this today. Um so is it like a worldwide thing or is it sort of... Um... It's an Australian thing. Okay. Um, from what I know, there's... I can't remember how many legs of it are here in WA, but it's a nationwide thing. But they start with like a time trial through the streets here mm. uh, and they go up into the hills. I'm pretty sure they go down south as well. Mm. Um, and they, I think the most exciting stage is up through 2J. So when I was a kid living out ah. in Northern, yeah. Um, yeah, we used to go watch that over in the hills up that way. Ah, awesome. There you go. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, how was my day? How was my week? Um, <laughs> I, oh, you know, crook as usual, bit of the winter, bit of the winter blues here and there, but, um, you know, um, getting out of it now, my, it may sound a little bit nasally, sorry, listeners, but um, the show must go on. Uh, but um, no, um, you know, looking forward to chatting more new releases again today. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Justin, what's on your wrist, mate? Yeah, I'm very excited to chat about some new releases as well, but I am as equally excited today to be wearing the Tudor Black Bay. Um, so I went with a, a splash of color today with the uh, the red bezel, the heritage model, and um, yeah, went for a, a bit of a walk before picking the kids up from school today and beautiful afternoon. The red really pops in the sun, the gilt pops in the sun, and it's just still that perfect dive tool sporty watch for me. Mm, that's awesome. I uh I saw it today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty awesome, and uh, yeah, just a tad bit big for my wrist, but uh, I can definitely see why you enjoy it. So great, great piece. Um, yeah, it's a great watch. Yeah, but what about yourself? What have you got on the wrist today? Well, well, I already know what you've got on the wrist, but what <laughs> for the listeners? What have you got for the listeners? Um, so um, I have been lucky enough to wear this all week, basically. Um, um, this is the Trasker Summiteer 36 mil in charcoal. This is not mine. I am borrowing this watch from, uh, my mate, uh, as you have, um, uh, as we spoke about, I think two episodes ago, we, we touched on the Summiteer release and, um, and yet he got this watch and he said, yep, you can borrow it for the week if you like. And, and um, I thought today, before we start the episode, we'll just have a little mini review. So, in fact, you saw it today. So let's start with you because you only had a limited time with it. Tell me, what did you reckon? 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we spent about half an hour this morning grabbing a coffee and I guess first impressions when, when you first get it out, you look at it, it's an Explorer one, but cooler. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's, I don't know, it might be an unpopular opinion, but there's just more to it. Um, like we, we spoke about this, I think two or three episodes ago, just looking at the uh, images on the, on the website, but that depth that we spoke about is a bit of a step down to a different you know level in the dial there. And it's, prevalent in person it does give it an extra i don't know what to say is it extra to look at or it just draw, draws more attention mm. um, the more the more you look at it because of all the uh all, all the levels involved but um that that's that's my first thing is it's it feels and obviously it feels very explorer-esque but yeah. um yeah i think i can't remember what i said to you i said something when we we're sitting there and it's just completely skipped my brain so if it comes to me again i'll, I'll say it again okay. while we're at coffee okay but um i think you I, said something about it, it it's it holds its own like it's different enough i don't know something like that or maybe i said that i, don't know, I can't remember yeah it's it's definitely you know it's got its um you can see where where its inspirations come from and its sure. idea comes from yeah. but it's um it definitely yeah it holds its own it's its own thing mm. um and it feels it feels like what we spoke about in that episode where trusk is really starting to find their lane and mm. and run with it now because it's yeah. it's it's a gorgeous watch and in that size oh perfect yeah, yeah absolutely perfect i wouldn't go for the bigger one myself and yeah. i do enjoy bigger watches as well yeah it's true i mean just um having a look at your Tudor today and comparing it to this, you know, it just feels like two different, completely two different sizes. But yeah, look, I've had the pleasure of wearing it this week and uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a, you know, the, the first thing that strikes me is the, obviously the, the very, um, you know, the, the Rolex Explorer one, um, um design or you know in, in the dial layout at, at, at least um initially but yep. then you look into it deeper as you say the dial with the concave uh sort of a dip in the middle and it's very like you say it's very prominent when you see it in the hands the case profile is ridiculously mm. like flat and but it's it's flat but also curved so it just wears so well on the wrist like i i actually took a shot today i might um I might actually upload it on the on the podcast yeah. uh, instagram yep. um just from the side just showing the the case profile and it's just it's just incredible like how well it wears it 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 just wears so nicely and um and you know it's, a, it's such a handsome like it, 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 yes, it, it, it has a lot of elements from, I guess, you know, the Explorer one, but it just does it. Um, yeah, does, you know, Trask has really done it justice and not just that, um, the Miyota movement in this is, is regulated and regulated really well. Um, so in my wear this last couple of days, I, I don't think it's lost barely any time or gained any time. I would say within, I would say within maybe like two, three seconds or something like that, you know, it's, it's been, yeah awesome yeah kept his time well and you know the handset as well the handsets um just that broadsword and like a, i guess small sword and then the second hand with the spear of sorts as well um i don't know it's it's it, everything a lot of these elements just come together really well and it's definitely you can see that it's the third version of it or you know you can see that it's gone through the design changes and it's the progressed into its thing yeah exactly it, it's progressed and yeah, it's such an awesome watch, and biggest shame is I'm gonna to have to give it back on Saturday. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but uh, it's been a great one to wear. So yeah, sorry for the extended wrist check today, but I thought uh, let's do this watch some justice and have a chat about it. Yeah, no, it's very very pretty watch, and yeah, you know, classic black and white um, mm. really does you know bring something to the table 
when it's uh, done differently to what we are used to in that Explorer 369 kind of For sure. style. For but, sure. Yeah, excellent watch. Very jealous <laughs> of yes. that one. Maybe, maybe a watch for, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe down the line. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Well, let's uh, crack on with today's episode then. Um, today, we thought we were going to. Actually, I think we're looking at a few different things or options or what we should do today, but um, a lot has happened. A lot has happened in the watch world. <laughs> exactly. This week and last week. And we thought, you know what, let's just crack on with a new release um, episode. And we won't quite get to the main or, or the topic that draws people in, I guess, uh, is what I should <laughs> say. We'll start off with the Brew, the latest release by Brew. So Brew Watch Co., um, latest release where they collaborated with Worn and Wound. Uh, it's the Metric Chrono Regulators. So yeah, first first impressions, Justin. Playful, yeah. um, very playful. I think Brew's traditionally been a brand that has been quite classic with their colorways and designs. Like it's kind of all been in the same um, vein as such, apart from the the odd thing here and there. I actually quite like their um the eight eight bit brew mm. is quite cool. Um, something different, but yeah, this immediately is a huge shift into the color, you know, color spectrum now, and we got three different colorways. So I'm looking at the first one, which, uh, what are we? So we got the, it doesn't even say the names here. We, I'm looking at the brown one first. Is there a name for the brown? Uh, yeah, it's moss green. <laughs> Oh, it's Moss Green. Oh, okay. This is concerning that to me it looks brown anyway. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can see where the moss part of it is coming from. But yes, Moss Green. Oh, I might have to touch base here after this then because to me, I'm looking at brown. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. I can see the next one, which is blue and pink. Yep. Don't That's know what the name is. The ruby, sorry, the blue and pink is called Sky Blue. Sky Blue. And then the last one, you said Ruby something. We're looking ruby at red, red. and green. Ruby red. So immediately blue and pink uh, is, the, is the standout for me. Um, it's another like way of, you know, I think riding the Tiffany wave, doing it differently again. And mm. uh, the added out of pink slash purple um, is a, is, is an excellent way. Uh, like, like the Stratton I've got at the moment, the, the pink and blue, that baby blue and that soft yes. pink work really yeah. well together mm. on a dial. And I had never really thought about doing a color matched single chrono pusher, but I'm a fan. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's very, like you say, playful is the first thing that comes to my mind as well. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, Worn and Wound uh, collaborates with uh, brands uh, quite often and mm-hmm. they collaborate with uh, micro brands. And I actually have one of those collaborations with Nevada Grinch. And, and um, one thing that, you know, Worn and Wound's design team does really well, I think it's Zach. Zach Weiss, if I'm, you know, could be wrong, um, and and a few other guys who pitch in as well. They always make it unique enough to their base models, if that makes sense. Like whoever's yep. doing the brand, whether it be Nevada or Brew or whoever, they just seem to take enough elements yet change it enough to make it unique. And th- these are fantastic. I mean, these are using a slightly different movement to their regular. Yep. Metric Chronos. I think they're using the VK. Uh, they are. Yep. What is it? So it's 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 the same. It's a it's a VK sixty eight. So it's not a VK sixty four. Yep. So VK sixty eight has the running seconds as well. So you got the three sub dials. So you got the running seconds. You got the you know the uh, I guess the chrono. Um, and then you've also got the 
what am I looking at here? So it's yeah, so active seconds. You got the sixty minute chrono and a twenty four hour dial as well. So yeah, it's um to me it looks more symmetrical than the other yeah, metric yep. chrono. I I really like that, and um you know the colors are like you say, just so playful. And for me, my favorite color would be the red. Uh, I think the red, oh. uh, the red and yellow just go really well together um i do not have a red dial watch uh maybe this might be my first who knows <laughs> yeah look brew have got their market haven't they they've just got their oh, design. they've yeah. got their design language down packed like and they've um, got their you know we, we say this when we speak about most micro brands we they have their little cult following um that follow them quite um you know heavily in instagram and on the forums um i think the owner jonathan i think his name is yeah he's quite involved yeah that's him he's quite involved in the community in the um yeah and including being on a lot of watch podcasts and Mm. youtube and whatnot um Mm. he's very involved so and yeah going back to the actual watch itself quickly one thing i really uh, I like I like symmetry, like you said. You know, this is a great way of it being symmetrical. Yeah. It throws me off a little bit. When I look at. It, I don't think that was just me, or it's a bigger, not an issue, but a bigger thing. Is sure. those the swells starting from the right hand side are really on that right sub dial are really uh, cool until I realize it throws the symmetry off and then it kind of triggers my OCD, but it's nothing to take away from the watch. Obviously okay. it's just a weird, I just battled in my head about symmetry. Cause I'm like, it looks very symmetrical until I start looking closer yeah. at the dial. <laughs> yeah. Those concentric circles coming yeah. out from the 24 hour, uh, sub dial. It's cool though. It is cool. It's, it's very planetary feel mm, uh yep. it almost reminds me of uh like i said it's a planetary field so it's like almost like uh stuff that's orbiting around just that one uh register or something there so, is a word for that i just can't remember <laughs> yeah. what it is yeah but um it just looks yeah i, I reckon for, for me I, yes even though it's not quite symmetrical i think it's done really well and um the concentric circle the cool thing is it's not just on the dial it's also on the case itself. yeah very cool um, very cool so done really well and um you know this watch is only it's only 36 um, 36 millimeters, uh, case wise, I guess the diameter, but, um, you know, it's got a decent luck to lug of 41 and a half. Uh, it's 30, it's 10.75 thick. So it's, you know, you know, it's quite well fitting watch and it's going to wear really nicely and a lug width, well, it's an integrated bracelet, right? So I think it's 19.8 or something. So, um, yeah, look, it just looks fantastic. And, and I think it's a decent price as well. I mean, it's look. 549 US dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, yes, it's getting the north of, um, you know, what, uh, I guess a VK movement, Mecha Quartz movement, uh, chronos are priced in the market. But, but I think the design and the design language and that you can just see how much has gone into this watch. I mean, we, we spoke about this in the Dorenzo episode, didn't we, Justin? Yep. We really... You're not just getting in a new colorway. That, it's no. not just that. There's a lot no. has changed here. There's a lot of thought gone into this this whole yeah. watch. And yeah, like you said before, Warren and Wayne do a great job of collaborating. And you can see their DNA all over this while not taking anything away from the actual metric line itself. Um, yeah. it's It's done very tastefully. Yeah. I think the only thing that confused me about this watch mm-hmm. is, and I was hoping to see somewhere in the article a loom shot, which I don't think we do. What's going on with the loom here? Because you've got loom on the on the indices, right? Is half the uh, seconds hand loomed on this? 
Oh, sorry. No, no. I, sorry, I've confused myself. It's all good. I figured it out. <laughs> We're all good. I think I was a bit confused about this. I was looking too deeply into the where the white begins and ends on everything and ah. then kind of forgot how the, the whole thing was set up. But yes, I think yeah. the only thing I would change about this watch is the the uh, subdial on the right. Um, now, now I've confused myself thinking about this all. That mm. little plot of loom, I don't know. Um, it looks a bit thick. For that little sub register, everything else, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's everything else is batten, whereas in that's a little circle. I mean, it probably looks cool at night, whatnot. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's probably the only thing that I dislike about this because it stands out a lot. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think it's an absolute home run of a watch, and yeah, yeah, I could I, I've dabbled in purchasing a metric before, mm. and maybe now I think about it again. Yep. Um, well, think about it, but don't think about it too hard if you really want one because there's only. 200 pieces of each color yeah. that's being released. And to be honest, um, Brew has a pretty big following for a microband, I would say, just from, you know, reading articles and stuff like that. Um, so they are, I think they've opened pre-order now. Yep. I don't exactly know how long it goes for. Uh, it doesn't quite say here, but um, I assume they will take pre-orders up until they uh, finish up the 200 uh, I guess orders and then it will start shipping in early November. So listeners, if you want one, we'll leave the link in the show notes so you can go and have a look. Perfect. All right. Well, we will move from one, I wouldn't say odd case or design, but definitely something a bit different than the usual circle watch to another very odd and I'll say playful again design. We're going to have a chat about the Stratton sprint or the sprint cuff buster so if anyone remembers from chatting to kyle you know from our chat with kyle a few about a month ago i think mm. maybe a bit more um he kind of alluded to, to to this watch a bit more and what its release was going to look like and why he was going with this and it's um yeah it's it i don't even know where to start with this i think i look mm -hmm. at it and i'm like it's cool it's got its place i wouldn't see myself owning it because when i look at this i would think it costs a lot more than what it actually does mm. but then i think with a hoodie with like a you know a big kind of cuff on the end of the sleeve this poking out in that um you know it's got a, a white dial mm. slash you know the 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 um tiffany kind of blue dial again mm. it's pretty playful and pretty fun but for people who don't know what we're speaking about prucker i'm gonna i'm gonna throw to you for this okay. uh well, right. how do you describe this watch because it's very hard to describe do my best to describe this watch so basically think about instead of a case of your watch it's just a slab it's a rectangular slab and then which is offsetted uh so your your strap runs on the left side of the slab and then on the right side of the slab uh is the dial uh, and then you've got, it's a chronograph with the pushes on the top, kind of like a Seiko bullhead or a citizen bullhead. Uh, I think that's what the design, uh, those yep. kind of things called. Bullhead. Uh, with the crown on the top as well. Um, but yeah, so basically it's, uh, it's, I think it's called the cuff buster because it will, it sits outside of your cuff. So I think it does, yep. it was, so um, just reading, um, the Stratton, uh, I guess the verbiage that they've put about the watch is that, so this is based on a, on a, a watch from 1972 from a brand called, uh, Desotos and it looks like they've made this 
for basic specifically for the needs of a racing driver and an airplane pilot so most of them wear long sleeve uh, drivers wear long sleeve overalls or you know coveralls type thing um and and you know you're not going to be able to pull pull one of your sleeves back while you're while you're uh I guess we are driving. So yeah. yeah, it just sticks out of the top outside of your cuff. So, and I, I think, um, you know, Carl's done a fantastic job at um, taking that design and replicating it uh, or, you know, making it his own uh, for Stratton as, as outlandish as it is. <laughs> um, I think it, it's definitely got a place, but um, yeah, not, not for me, but it's got its place. <laughs> Yeah, I think what I appreciate about this this watch itself is when we spoke to Kyle uh, a month back, he went into detail about cases, crystals, all the the intricacies and and um, you know pain points that can be the owning a watch company. And when I look at this, I think this you know this case uh, is something that you know he's going to go back. He's going to go to his manufacturer and say this is my idea. He's going to take drawings and plans. And obviously, it's something they've more than likely never done before, never seen before. And that is a whole process from start to finish. And then you kind of look at the shape of this crystal and you're like, oh, what is it? It's very odd. Like um, it's hard to describe. It's not a square. It's kind of like a square. It's being pushed down from the middle and it's bulging out the sides, like a, like a old style, com- uh, you know, computer, like a 90 style computer screen in a way. Um, but that's, that's, yeah, what I appreciate here is for the price, which is 350 USD, incredible price in my opinion for something like this um again not for me but it's definitely got its place and someone's going to pick them up and i think they're going to be loved and adored as much as hated and um not liked um, which kyle kind of alluded to in our chat as well it's again cool to see interesting stuff and innovation coming out of this you're on mute again mate i'm having a terrible day today (laughs) with my mute on mute button um yeah I'm not. I'm actually not going to remove that from the episode. I'm going to leave that in there because yeah. <laughs> it shows. You know, we're down to earth here in uh, overtime. Yeah. The podcast. We're we're not about that. Um. <laughs> anyway, I'll get back to the watch. Um. <laughs> look, it's it's a conversation starter for sure, right? I mean, yeah. Someone rocks up in this watch to a red bar event, and you're going to go, "What is that?" And everyone's going to go, "This is cool." And you know, I can just think off the top of my head already one or two guys in our red bar, our local red bar, that will might look at this and go, yeah, this is something that I want to add to my collection, um, you know, and um, and it's definitely, it's got its place. And, you know, the price is incredible as well for the for the design. I mean, definitely, it, it, you know, it, 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 it all new molds, all new stuff. I'm sure the manufacturer had to go through so many different things just change things just to make this work and you know you did all of that and then you know, 350 us dollars is yeah crazy yeah i think with stratton as a whole um you know they've got quite a few square case watches they've got circles they've got tornos this is uh i think a, a big stepping stone in what i think the company is leaning towards and going to in the near future i mean mm. this is the 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 beginning of their you know exploration out of their traditional designs and mm. i am looking forward to it just I think with this one, one of my biggest concerns is what watch box does this fit in? <laughs> like, I feel like this one's the one that's going to sit in your top drawer uh, forever because it's just, yeah, you can't put it in there. Yeah, I wonder what how it would actually be shipped as well. <laughs> These are just, yeah, how, how what kind of boxes are come, going to come in? Yeah, well, like owning a, a Stratton myself, it comes yeah. in like the leather case with your, with your, you know, standard one slot, you yeah. know, um, a cir- circle for me. I think it fits the square. It's the same for all, but they definitely mm-hmm. will not 
fit this. So if if anyone picks one up, I would love to see a picture of the of the box for sure. Well, maybe we can ask Kyle and to send yeah. us a photo, and then we can put it up or something. Maybe that's Definitely. something that we could do. Uh, awesome. Okay. Well, that's a you know that's a definitely unique uh unique watch to follow up with and uh um so moving from unique piece to i guess more traditional piece um this is the new seiko alpinus gmt um seiko's they brought their affordable gmt movement and you know they've since then they've also started bringing in more automatic gmt models into their their newer catalog um, and what they've done is they've popped it into the Alpinus Alpinus platform, which is um, for me, I think it's an absolute winner because the Alpinus yep. is is a fantastic design. It's a classic design that's been around since I think the fifties from the Laurel. Um, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. the Alpinus model is a long-standing model for Seiko. Um, and in fact, this is actually not the first time they have done a GMT. Uh, they, did, they did do a Alpinist GMT um, back in 2000 and oh, a long time ago. Uh, um, I can't, I can't remember right now. I can't tell you right now, but it was, it was about 2004 or something like that. Um, and, and that was, uh, it was super cool, but it was quartz. But it did everything. It was a yep. perpetual, perpetual calendar, high accuracy GMT in titanium. Yeah, nuts, See, nuts. That was what Seiko represented back in the day. Absolute value. You yeah, watch- I'm probably what 14, 15 years uh, too late to the party on on watch collecting. I mean, 2004, yeah. I'd have been nine years old when that yeah. when that released. Something um, like that. Yeah, but and- it it's interesting. It's cool. Mm. But yeah, I mean, look, enough about the, I guess, the history of it. Let's get into the watch itself. Um, look, what, what do you reckon, Justin? Uh, first of all, I think this is an uh, extremely smart play by mm-hmm. Seiko. It's a line that you don't see played with too often. You see so many Seiko 5s, Turtles, Samurais, everything gets an absolute array of dial, color, and texture, and pattern, and whatever you can think of. Um, and then you know, you got the standard lines, then you got the king lines of the, the those models too. Whereas if you don't see this, this, this watch get touched a lot. And yeah, it's an absolute home run for Seiko because this line is adored and followed in the in the not only Seiko community, the watch collecting community as a whole, everyone knows the the classic green with the gilt. It stands out. It's it's its own it's its own thing. You know, when you mm-hmm. think Seiko, you can group it most things together, but this is um, yeah, its own its own design, and it's like I said, absolutely adored. So I think starting to explore this is cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that um, we talk about Seiko being such a giant in the the watch world and you know you hear a lot of Seiko don't listen to their fans blah 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 or their, their followers but I would say looking through posts go back a year or so maybe more you were getting a lot of posts saying you know GMT GMT when when's GMT coming mm-hmm. and now it's happening we're seeing GMTs come out in sumos in now the Alpinist the mm-hmm. Seiko 5 we've got different colorways coming out in the Seiko 5 too so I think again we're starting to see maybe Seiko catch up with the community mm. and, and and the the collectors out there yeah. and maybe maybe being a bit more not involved but understanding their followers a bit more yeah than yeah. in the past for sure for sure i think we've discussed that a couple of episodes ago maybe about um you know some of these bigger companies citizens and stuff even 
um, all these big houses take time, don't they, to sort of shift uh, their way of thinking and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, this this is a fantastic piece. And just looking at how they've used the, I guess, the Alpinist sort of layouts, I really enjoy. For me, the pick of the bunch is the SBB 377, which is a white dial. No, the white dial, actually. Oh, 377. Okay, that's interesting. I've got the Seiko website open, and that's got a blue dial Uh on the 377 for me. Oh, maybe I'm looking at the wrong code then, so don't uh, don't quote me on that. (laughs) Normally, I'm very good with my Seiko (laughs) codes, but um, I'm looking at a white dial here. Uh, and, and it's just awesome. Uh, and it just works so well because of the red, um, I guess the red, uh, on the inside, you've got the compass bezel as you do with all the Alpinists, you've got the compass and then you've also got the GMT on the outside and, you know, the classic uh, cathedral hands, syringe hands. And yeah, I, I, I really like the white dial, but also, um, the black dial as well. It just pops, doesn't it? Black dial is very classic looking, uh, very crisp. Uh, and it's a you know 39 mil. It's the same case. It's 39 and a half case, 46.4 lug to lug, thickness of 13.6. Was for a GMT. It's very good. Yeah, excellent. You know, 20 20 mil lug width. You know, 72 hour power reserve. I mean, oh, this is it's it, it's literally packing in a lot of things that people want to see. Uh, look, obviously, as Seiko does, um, their retail price is a little bit higher than what they normally. <laughs> it says 1200 1200 US. D, I think, yeah. uh, for the standard models. And then I think there's a the white dial is actually the the oh sorry, it's the SBB 409. That's what it is. All right, gotcha. <laughs> so that one is 1300 USD. So look, it's it's up there, but I think the value that you get in here is the equivalent of about 1800 you uh Aussie dollars. Yeah. For retail 1800 Aussie dollars, that's that's putting it at the retail of uh, say the SPB 143 or the or the 62 mass lines. And I think in terms of quality and, the, and what they've done, uh, it's probably very similar. I'm all for this. I think this is a great release. Yeah, I think it's excellent, and it is going to be one of those Seikos that even in the secondhand market is going to hold its own, just yep. like we've seen with the the green and gilt variants in the past. You know, you see them pop up time to time on marketplace and forums, and they're usually pretty appropriately priced around the retail mark. So actually funny you bring up the green and gold. They actually released a green and gold model as well, but only in Japan. Japan, yeah. (laughs) Yep. So uh, it is a JDM model. Um, I don't have the code in front of me. I saw it on... I saw it on Plus Nine Time, who is a wealth of knowledge for anything um, Seiko JDM or or Citizen JDM. Um, and they, if you give me a few seconds, I can tell you they write the code, but no, I can't so get it up. Missed opportunity by Seiko because green and gold is Australia's thing, know, and we could have we could have had that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, the um, I mean, look, people, you know, you can still buy JDM watches. You just have to go through yeah. uh, Japanese uh, eBay or, or other Japanese uh, proxy sites. So cool. All right. Well, that is uh, the Seiko Alpinus GMT. So let's move on to, I guess, probably the biggest release of uh, a while, I guess. What have we got here? <laughs> All right. So... This one here, we are looking at the collaboration between oh, I can't believe we're saying it again, Swatch. And we are looking at Blancpain, or how we say it. I think I've got that right. I think so. 
Uh, I think there's, there's, I've heard people put a French twist on it, but I've never been sure if that's that is, that's exactly right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's there's bigger things to talk about here. Where yes. we, we we've kind of got the moon swatch copy and paste. All I'm thinking about is is the meme that's like you know, can you copy my homework but change a few words? <laughs> is what I'm thinking of here, and that's what I thought when I when I seen the teaser release by Swatch and Blanc Pun on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else in the world, bus stops, pay phones. Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely everywhere for the past few days. And um, I think in my head, I didn't know what to prepare for, but I think my thoughts on copy and paste, but make it different is exactly what's happened here. So, yeah, I mean, we we spoke about this this morning when we caught it up and part of me was like, I didn't really want to talk about this. And I thought, actually, we have to talk about it. It's a big deal. It is a huge deal. You can't knock that at all. There's so many people for this. There's so many people against this. There's so many people who really don't care, just like myself and probably yourself to an extent as well. But yeah, it's another big collab. And Mm. look, you know my thoughts on the Omega Moonswatch collaboration, right? I mean... I, I I like to be positive about it in a sense that I think it's I think it's a good thing that more people are exposed to the Blancpont brand. Um, Blancpont mm-hmm. is a you know it's a heritage uh, watch brand. It's been um, I think they released the first ever dive watch, the Fifty Fathoms. Um, yep, you know that was the that along with the the Savarina and the and the Zodiac um, dive watch was. You know, Seawolf was was the platform for basically most modern watches, uh, most yep. modern dive watches. So there's a lot of props that you have to give to Blancpain. Um, But in saying that, it you know I think it's one of those brands that um, a lot of watch enthusiasts um, respect, but not necessarily go get. I mean, I feel like you know if you have ten thousand dollars to spend on a watch, um, you know, which is not really um, the price range we talk about, but um, you know, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, stuff like that. There are many options out there. You know, you got your you know mm-hmm. J- JLCs. You've got um, I don't know, top head. There's there's so many options out there. So do you do do people necessarily gravitate towards a blank point? Maybe not. But in in saying that, I I like gonna, I like the design actually. I think they've done a good job in replicating the design uh, of the Fifty Fathoms in in, in this. Oh God, I hate the word bioceramic case. <laughs> Plastic. Okay. Plastic. Plastic case. That's, what, that's what it is. Plastic. <laughs> uh and and also uh props to Swatch, I guess, for not completely killing uh it's not butchered. Fathoms. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. not butchered. And and also um, you know, I think I, I read somewhere that JB Beaver, um, who is John Claude, yep. John Claude Beaver, sorry, JC Beaver, who's a you know, yeah, a big guy in sort of dive watch and uh watch industry himself. Um, he said something along the lines of, you know. You'll never have a quartz um, yep. movement. So I am at least happy that they didn't kill that heritage. They've 100%. gone with an automatic movement. But the System 51, um, I have I haven't have personal experience with the System 51. So I can't, I can only go with what I read and anecdotal evidence from well, I guess other people. Um, but I haven't really heard a lot of good things about it i guess the only good thing i heard about it is it's a cheap automatic movement with 90 hours of power reserve which is insane for uh you know for 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 a watch of this um caliber i guess but yep the movement is complete complete like you know it's it's a throwaway movement it breaks easily 
Um, you know, I've heard uh, a few people actually spoke speak about it in uh, Red Bar and a few other places as well. I read in the forum. It's like 20, you know, two years, three years, gone, dead. Yeah. Uh, movement gone. Can't do anything about it. Get rid of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's 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 a shame. Um, but in saying that, the whole thing is just plastic. So it's probably not going to last you long anyway. So I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit torn with this one because I think I like the looks and i think it's got its place but uh i'm i won't go get it that's what i'm saying <laughs> i won't go get it yeah and look at like the reason i kind of said it's a copy and paste change change the homework kind of scenario is because looking back on the moon swatch now i was all for the idea of it at the beginning and thought yeah it's a it's an easy way for someone to get into omega to an extent mm. omega but i think I, I don't know exactly what the results are because, you know, if you go to 100 people in the street and ask them what Omega is, how many people do you think know that brand just by looking at the name and the and the logo? Not many, right? No. But if you gave – if you went around to someone and said, out of 100 people, Omega, Blanc, Blanc, what do you know? I think more people are going to lean towards Omega. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? Mm. And the idea of the moon swatch now, looking back at that whole – um, time that you know it's been over a year is it was a good way to bring people into the watch world and get people going. What is the Speedmaster? It's obviously related to space somehow because of this line. Mm. That's the goal. They were trying to get more speedy sales, more people to come up from the moon swatch and come up to you know the the next level of you know entry level Omega or whatever they you know could afford at that price range. Mm. And I just don't think it works with this brand. I don't think anyone buys this watch and goes, oh, I actually re- yeah really want. Blanc Blanc, because there's so much of this, so much of the Moon Swatches hype was uh, streetwear slash, you know, that hype beast culture. There was so much of that. It wasn't just watch people buying or understanding that whole scenario. There was, it was a way bigger picture, which is what they wanted, but I just don't see it working as well in mm. this model. I'm not a fan of this at all. Like, um, I like the 50 Fathoms. I love the history of the 50 Fathoms. Yeah. Um, but th- this design itself, I'm not a huge fan sure. of. Apart from the case back, the case back's cool. Case back is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, it's I, very cool. But why not take something cool like that and put it into something worth keeping or that you c- yeah. can be kept, not just like you said, throwaway. And yeah, you, you know, the Swatch Group has to be stupid if they think people. If they think the people in the masses don't know that this is just a throwaway watch, you know, they're, they're not mm. duping or tricking the, the watch collecting space. You know, there will be people who walk in and buy it because of the hype who don't understand that bigger picture. But yeah, again, if they have to throw this away in three years' time and there's someone who's going, oh, I'm going to put 100 bucks away a week until I can afford a, you know, ten to $15,000 steel 50 mm. fathoms, if they're going to throw away in three years' time, what are they going to think as a whole of that mm. whole collab and then? leaning into Blanc Pond a bit more after that. True. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're right. Maybe, you know, cheapens the brand. And um, I think people said that about the Omega as well. And I I would say that the counter to that is I've read some statistics that since they released the Moon Swatch, um, the Moon Watch, so the mm-hmm. Omega Moon Watch sales went up and it went up considerably as well. Yeah, I bet it did. So, yeah. look. You know, there's there's obviously it, it makes monetary sense for them to do this, um, and and it also makes monetary sense for them to, I guess, bring in a, 
a brand that's traditionally very much all about watch enthusiast um or you know only if you're in the know you kind of know kind of thing yes. um to 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 the you know a bit more of a mass market i mean look at it it's on every single watch publication right it's 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 everywhere in uh in watch publication and i i look it's not for me i'm not going to pay 630 dollars aussie dollars to buy this if yeah. i had 630 30 aussie dollars to you know say okay you can go buy a watch I'll go buy a Seiko, I'll go buy a Citizen, I'll go buy a micro brand. Uh, there's so many other things I would buy instead. I was literally about to say, if you're going for that kind of look, go and buy the Seiko 5 that has that 50 fathoms inspiration behind it, the SNZ um, yep. 153, whatever that model is called. That is yep. such a cool Seiko and you can see where its inspirations come from. You can see the DNA and idea behind that watch, but it still stands on its own as a, you know, Seiko 5. You know what it is. It's got mm. its own thing. Um, it's it's such S- a better option. SNZ H, um, I think. That's SNZ it, H. H 55 or 54, depending on the colorway. Yeah, and- I think the black and mm. gilt one is the one I think of when I think of that line. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a cool watch. It's it's you know the Seiko fives today are a bit more compact and whatnot. It's that old style Seiko five. It's a mm. bigger watch. It's chunkier. It's got that. It's it's a way more diver esque feeling watch. Yeah, but I just like you said for for that price, um, you know, it's got an automatic movement. We get it, but yep. like we've touched on, we're throwing mm. it away in in a few years' time. Exactly. Yeah. What's what's the point? I feel like it's doing, you know, customers a disservice in the long run. Yeah opposed to what what the moon swatch kind of offered there in that next price point because when you think it you know moon swatch it's got mm-hmm. its oh, the, sorry moon watch it's got its history a lot of people a lot more people know about that uh, opposed to the 50 fathoms or yeah. even the the you know the zodiac um super sea wolf like mm-hmm. I, i'd say the moon swatch is much more known mm-hmm. than that I, yeah i just don't see i i literally feel like it's just a bit of a Obviously, some thoughts got into it, but it's just a, another attempt. Uh, and yeah, someone's going to get rich because of it. Someone's going to enjoy the money, and it's going to work. We all know it's going to sell. Oh yeah, but it's just what's next. What do you think is the next collab that we should expect in a year's time? Oh, good, interesting question. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you later, but that's yeah. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> I mean, the Swatch Group owns so many watch brands, right? I mean, yeah. I think we 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 definitely touch on most brands brands like Tissot and Hamilton and uh what do you call it, Omega and stuff and even Rado you know they they stand on their own you know you don't really need Longines they don't really need yep. I guess that boost but you know there's you know Union Glossute there's Glossute Original um there's oh god I I would hate to see a Breguet a, a plastic Breguet <laughs> that would um oh. that would be a sad day I think that's the exit watch that you don't need to exit. That's it. I'm out of the. I'm out of collecting. Um, yeah. Mate, you watch. In, in ten years' time, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about this, and we're gonna be going Swatch collab Tissot PRX. Oh, here yeah. we go. That's <laughs> we're gonna remember this moment. Finally, it's all plastic, not just the movement inside. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess, like, look, I didn't see this coming. Like, you know, beginning right. of last week, I did not ever think this was going to be in the realm of possibility. Mm. It, you know, uh, literally one of those things you, I couldn't fathom uh-huh, of thinking. <laughs> um, but it's it's here. Um, it's probably not going to be the last time we speak about it. It's going to be everywhere over Instagram and Facebook for months and months on end. Yep. And we're going to see the exact same arguments from the purists who are saying, you know, this is destroying 
Blunt Pan has a watch. It cheapens sure. my watch, and there's going to be people who've got it and saying it's it's great because it's helped me get into this. Mm. And then there's going to be people who you know are angry when they have to throw it away, and yep. the cycle will repeat when the next collab comes, and we will speak about it again. Exactly. I I don't hate <laughs> this. I think it's got a place. I uh, it's not for me, but it's definitely got its place. And you know, if you would like one, listeners, uh, go line up at your Swatch store that's local to you. We don't have one here, and even if we did, <laughs> I, you won't see me lining up. For I was about to say, I'll meet uh, you for coffee tomorrow yeah. instead of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, it's. I think it. They they are saying it's non-limited. Uh, so whatever that means, but you know, they could only have like what they've done previously with the Moon Swatch. Um, have ten, and then they have a line yep. of three hundred people where there's fights breaking out and all sorts of stuff. Because, and then at the end of the day, only 10 people got the watch, you know, it's, I, I, I get what they're trying to do. Right. It's, it's all this, it's like you said, it's the hype. It's the sneaker culture. Yep. It's all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I just, I just think, um, I think this brand deserves better. <laughs> it's all yeah. Thinking. That's exactly the way I feel. I think they yeah. deserve a bit more justice for the history they have. Yeah. Um, but if this is maybe the first stepping stone into that, then maybe mm. this does revive the, not revive the brand. It probably doesn't need reviving, but no. you don't hear a lot of talk about Blanc sure. But if this brings a bit more life into it, then yeah, yeah. I guess I'm for it. I don't like it. I'm like you. I don't hate it. Mm. It's got its place, but I also don't enjoy it. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And instead of instead of lining up for a blank pun, make sure you say happy birthday to Prucker instead. That's way <laughs> way better way to spend your time than lining up on the at the Swatch store for one of these. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, before we move on from this, uh, I know you said it's you know not really like a look of it, but if you did have to choose, which is your favorite out of all of them? Ah, oh, don't do this to me. All right. Um, I did have a look at this and. I think the grey. I don't know which ocean is tar- uh, Antar- done to which one. Antarctic Ocean. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the one. I think the contrast works well. The blue is also not bad, but the the green. I'm mm. not a fan of the yellow. I couldn't stand. Um, and then the, the orange kind of gave me that Planet Ocean vibes a mm. little bit. Mm. But um, I guess one thing that's cool here is they listened to everyone and got rid of the crappy Velcro strap that came with the <laughs> the Moon Swatch, and they yes. moved on to something else. So that it's a small win for anyone who's going to buy it. Yeah, for sure. I um I I'm with funnily enough, I would normally pick the gray because I like sort of you know, dive watches with that sort of gray and blacks. Um, but I like the orange. Um Okay. I like the orange. I like the orange and the the sort of uh cream case. Um it reminds me of probably my favorite colorway of the Moon Swatch release, which is the Jupiter. Yep. Uh slight no. Saturn, Jupiter, one of those. They they have this sort I think of Saturn similar, was good. Yeah, that's right. Similar sort of creamy sort of yeah color, and and it and it's got no date as well, so which is cool because the other ones mm. have little dates. And um, also, if you were going to line up to get the Indian Ocean, which is a green and the, I guess green and black and the orange hands. Uh, yeah. I I think my nickname for this is the um, is the Blanca. Uh, I don't know if you played a uh, Street Fighter. No, no, I haven't. You haven't played Street Fighter. Uh, uh, okay. Well, like this, this is very important, listeners. I'm going to need to educate uh, Justin on <laughs> who Blanca is. Um, but um, basically, he is this character who is all green. Uh, and you, you know what Street Fighter is, right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yep. cool, cool. Um, okay, so that is. I've just sent it to you in the meeting chat. Um, have a look. I think. Seiko did a thing. Oh yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, colorways, it works perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and Seiko, Seiko 5's got an exact same. I was going to say, I think I've seen their Street Fighter stuff. I mean, anyone yeah. who knows this character that Brock's talking about, don't expect your watch to be as strong as this guy looks, but <laughs> it's, he's definitely not made of plastic. Yeah. But um, if, that if works. If you actually wanted to get the original Seiko 5 Blanca, which is, you know, the actual collaboration with Street Fighter, which is super cool, you know according to me anyway mm. it's pretty much the same price as one of the bond vaults <laughs> as i yeah, guarantee you it's going to be much better built and that movement in there is going to keep ticking for a lot longer and if it doesn't it's probably a lot easier to replace without shearing off a lug or yes damaging a plastic case when you when you're pushing and pulling things out so for sure probably the better option for sure for <laughs> sure all right well i think we've uh We've we've definitely spoken to that release, uh, and we've said our piece. Uh, but we would love to hear what you think about this. I'm sure we'll be hearing about everyone else's thoughts in the in the watch world. So, uh, we would like to hear about um, yeah, the listeners' thoughts as well. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, we might move on to something interesting for this week. So, I'm going to throw to you, Proc. You got something pretty cool this week that I've never heard of that has really piqued my interest. So take it away. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start off with, so I'm, I'm not a massive gamer. Uh, I used to be a long time ago. Um, but um, so there's this game called Starfield. Um, it's just come out in Xbox and it's, um, it's by Bethesda, Bethesda gaming games. And they, they, I think they do some uh, pretty cool games and this is like a, pg or a role-playing game rpg yeah it makes sense yeah it's it's like a real vast universe it's set in it's set in space um you know you just go around you level up your characters and it's just it's just got a beautiful you know absolutely awesome looking graphics and and all that kind of stuff and anyway you're probably thinking why why am i talking about a game here all right (laughs) so um what's pretty cool is they released a watch to go along with the game. Um, and it's called the Starfield Chronomark. Uh, so basically it's a it's it's a smartwatch, uh, which is not really what we normally talk about. Yeah, it's got your you know regular watch stuff that you normally have in a smartwatch, um, except it, it like connects to the um it connects yeah, it links, to the game. Yeah. yeah, it links to the game, and then you know there's there's it pairs up and and I, I believe you know it, it does things uh like through the game and you know you can interact it with your with your watch and i don't know i just thought it was it was pretty cool yeah what i thought so when i read into this more once you once you told me about it is mm-hmm. the watch actually acts as your um hud yes in gameplay which is pretty sick because you know i, I know rem- remembering back to like um Call of Duty, it must be Black Ops 2 or 3 back in like a late high school for me, mm. where you hold the kind of weapon in that um, frame. Yeah. You can see your watch on your wrist in that and you can kind of see, you know, the compass moving around and whatnot. And that was a bit of a futuristic game. And that's exactly this. This is exactly what it feels like yep. in real life. So I think it's a pretty cool nod um, to, to to the game itself and, uh, and to making it a bit more interactive on a level that I, I don't know if it's been done before. I think um, Hamilton uh, released a watch uh, for um, a game, uh, and I think that oh, was okay. for Far Cry Six. 
So, ah, right. um, however, it they they made a, a special release. So it was like a Hamilton titanium khaki field, uh, and it was like a like a special collaboration with Far Cry Six. So that's that was awesome. But however, um, I think when you buy the watch, you then add the watch to your character in the game. Yes, there's been a lot of stuff done like that in the yep. past where you can buy certain merch and you get it in as a, as like downloadable content. I know yep. that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. But no, this is this is cool and yeah, looking at uh, you know I know the Apple Watch and the kind of Garmin is the mm. two that I know of and I went and looked at the other ones so the other options like the Samsung, there's some Huawei ones mm. and um and Fitbit. Mm. This is definitely cooler looking than a lot of smartwatches that are actually out there. So it's yeah. cool to have taken something from in-game and just gone, we can actually make this legit and yeah. throw it on your wrist. So one thing I was trying to read and I couldn't figure out, it'd be cool if it had haptics attached to it as well. So if you got some vibration mm. or anything like that, that would be like that next level. But that's just on thought. The the case itself is really cool as well. I'm not sure if you've yep. seen the photo of that. That uh, looks like it's out of the game. It's like a little Peli case type thing. Yeah, really, really liked it. Yeah, that's. The, I think that's all they're calling it the, uh, the constellation edition. Uh, yes, which which yep. gives you the the Peli case, which is awesome, by the way. Like it's, it's so cool, cool. <laughs> uh, and it's giving you obviously the the game itself, the display case, the watch, and some patch. You know, so I guess you can be like a NASA. Yep. I don't know, RPG Explorer dude. Um, and um, yeah, and I think it's 300 US dollars. So that whole thing, yep. so game, watch, everything else. I don't know. It sounds pretty, sounds like a pretty decent deal if you're already into the game and, you know, and you want to want to give it a go. I feel like it's a, it's a pretty cool um, little addition. Yeah. I wonder how many of these get used as a smartwatch opposed to a collectible that goes on a shelf or, you know, stashed in a in a drawer as as something that could become an item of value in the future. But mm. either way, I think it's it's quite a cool way of doing something that I've not really seen before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Justin, what about yourself? What do you got? On I'm going to stay in the same vein. So mine yeah. is a little gaming topic, and I only uh, yeah thought of this um this afternoon. So I went for a kick at the footy with my kids um on the weekend, just gone. And I was at the park, it started bucketing down the rain, so we all headed for the shelter. And I was like, what are these people doing here? There was like a crowd of people at my local park, and my local park is usually pretty dead. Um, half the suburb's still not built yet, so it's not that big. And um, I noticed this, there was a there was a young lad there. I think he must have been you know, around 18, 19, and he was wearing a G-Shock. I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, it, was a, it was a mud master of some kind, I think, mm-hmm. with a black band. Well, that's what I thought it looked like. And um, I noticed he had a little clip on it. It's from the side, I was like, oh, that must be one of those, uh, you know, people clip on little compasses to yes. their G-Shocks and, you know, just a little Explorer kind of fun thing to do. And it wasn't. Uh, I actually asked him because we were standing in this, like, pouring down rain and my kids harassed me about going to kick the footy. Yeah. And they were all there playing Pokemon Go on some sort of, uh, catch day where something oh. was uh, some sort of item was boosted or something was going on and right. what it was it was uh, a little clip that is supposed to go on either your, your collar or your bag or something that is uh, it automatically catches the, the the animal or the Pokemon in the game oh. as you walk so you don't miss anything and I didn't know that existed and he had it clipped onto his his G-Shock it was in the little red and red and uh, white ball in uh, the game or in the cartoon I can, I can see it right now Pokemon yeah. Go Plus um yeah, it's like a companion device. Okay. Yeah. 
And yeah, I asked him, I was just like, oh, what do you, what do you got attached there? Cause I could see it was red. And then when he showed me, he kind of explained, it. I was like, oh, I had no idea. This is a thing. And I asked him, I was like, is it something that actually goes onto your watch strap? And he's like, oh, no, it just clips anywhere, but I choose to put on here. Cause I never take my watch off. Watch so off. it always goes on in the morning and comes off at night. I was like, oh, mm. fair enough. That's cool. There you go. How, and this is, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at a price here of 88 pounds. So what's that double about 160 bucks. Um, Hey, if, if. You know, if Pokemon Go is your thing and you want to make sure you catch them all, then uh, go get yeah. one of these. I, yeah, uh, just that, cra- yeah, that, didn't, didn't know this was a was a thing. <laughs> yeah, nice. No, I um on occasions play Pokemon Go with my son, and yep. um, so that's pretty cool. I have seen, yes, I have seen sort of um, you know, load of them going around, and if there's some sort of big raid or some sort of big thing, and yeah, that's that's. Nice. I was I was over here getting nervous. I was like, "What is going on in my in my suburb at the moment?" But um, I it's kind of opened up a wormhole because we were chatting. It rained for about you know fifteen twenty minutes, so we we're stuck under this shelter, mm-hmm. and it's opened up a can of worms in my family now because my son likes uh, playing the Nintendo Switch and he's um yep. played some of the Pokemon games, and now he knows that it can be on my phone. It is oh, yeah, going to become a problem pretty quickly, I think. Oh dear! Oh, just say you can't. <laughs> you can't. It doesn't work. You know that's yeah. Right. Not an Apple. Not ah, an Apple. sorry. It's just yeah. It's not, I just can't get it. Can't get it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Awesome. Awesome. All right. That's a, that's, um, that's two, uh, very cool and different things. Very different from what we talk about normally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, no, I really enjoyed it. And I uh, hopefully the listeners enjoyed it as well. Well, we've come to the end of our episode. Um, as usual, listeners got any questions and would like to get in touch with us. You can do that, uh, through our Instagrams, um, or our podcast Instagram or our, e- our podcast email. Uh, and yeah, we would love to hear more from you guys as we go. Yep. And please send me your questions. Um, I'm over here with, with no questions for our Q and A and I want, I don't want some. So if anyone's got anything, it doesn't matter what it is, ask, ask them, send them through That's and it. I'll happily, happily answer. Yeah. Send them Justin's way. Um, <laughs> I've got, we've got a couple, I've got, I managed to get a couple and yes, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep building them up and then we'll, we'll drop a Q and A episode. Uh, I'm going to say soon cause I feel yep. like it's coming. Definitely yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Cool. Awesome. All right. If there's nothing else, um, I'll catch you next week. Cool. Thanks, mate. Take care. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on Overtime, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on our Instagrams at Overtime, the podcast, at Kinda Average Watches, and at Horology Capture. We appreciate your support and value your feedback. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Until next time.